Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or you can download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapters 18 and 19 called, I Know My Redeemer Lives. Job is saying, look, if I did something inadvertent, remember, Job's not claiming to be sinless or perfect. He was blameless. He walked consistently with God. But he said, okay, if I made a stumble somewhere along the way that I can't remember, who are you? Let me own that. If indeed you vaunt yourselves against me, five, and prove my disgrace to me, know then that God has wronged me. Now here's where Job goes wrong. He thinks God's doing it to him. God has certainly allowed it, but the devil's doing it to him and has closed his net around me. Okay, you wanna talk about traps, Bildad? I feel like God has closed his net around me. I feel like he's trapped me in his net and pulled me up into the trees and I have no way out. That's how I feel. Behold, he says, I'm experiencing, you want to talk about hell? I'll give you a view of hell from the inside, says Job. Behold, behold, 19.7, I cry violence, but I get no answer. I shout for help, but there is no justice. Here's the picture of someone kind of being mugged, if you will. Help, help, somebody help. There was a story that came out from New York uh, several years back that a person had been shot in a convenience store, literally shot with a gun, lying on the ground bleeding. And people were walking into the store like a liquor store, stepping over the wounded person. And some were taking photos of him with their phone. And people weren't even calling for 911 or trying to administer aid to this person who was shot. What? That's Job. I've been hit. I cry out. Nobody. He has walled up my way. There's an irony here because Job, uh, Satan said of Job, you've put a hedge about him. He said this to God. You won't let me get at him. Now Job says he's walled up my way. I cannot pass. He's put darkness on my path. He has stripped my honor from me, removed the crown from my head. Look at all this language. He breaks me down on every side and I am gone. He has uprooted my hope like a tree. He has kindled his anger against me and considered me as his enemy. His troops come together and build up their way against me and camp around my tent. Why does God consider me a threat? Look at me, Job might say. Do I look like a threat? Does there need to be an army come against me? I want to park here for a second, brothers and sisters, and tell you about a reality. Sometimes in life, God can feel, in quotes, like your enemy. See, we know God is our ultimate hope, but sometimes our feelings, what we're going through, if we're going to be completely honest, we sometimes have to say something like this, God, I know what the Bible says, that you're for me and not against me. I know the Bible says that you you began a good work and you're going to complete it. But what are you doing right now? See, we've all felt that way. And Job doesn't know everything that's happening in the heavenlies. He doesn't know what God intended for this book for generations to come. He doesn't know the spiritual warfare. He doesn't know uh, everything about the greater Job that Jesus, the Redeemer, is coming. He has hints of it. 
And so Job says, this is how I feel. And look, sometimes we just feel this way and we, we can't make sense of it. Look, here we are in 9-11, brothers and sisters, 18 years. That day, if you can remember where you were, did you have some questions? People were wrestling with, they had questions about God. Why would God allow this? What's happening? Well, that happens all around the planet. It's been happening since really the beginning. And the real question for Job and us is where will I look for my answers? He says, he's removed my brothers far from me, 13. My acquaintances are completely estranged, estranged from me. It's like everybody doesn't want to admit that they know me. My relatives have failed and my intimate friends have forgotten me. Nobody even sends me a Christmas card anymore. I don't get party invitations. I'm the running joke of the community. Those who live in my house and my maids consider me a stranger. I'm a foreigner in their sight. I call to my servant, but he doesn't answer. I have to implore or beg him with my mouth. Servants that I used to say, okay, I need you to do this. I need you to go over there. Now they're like, eh, whatever. What are you going to do about it, old man? You cut my pay in half because you lost pretty much everything. So who cares what you say anymore? Lost all respect. Maybe this is a good way to think about this, folks. Think about a person who was in a very influential position who fell and had authority and uh, power over individuals and respect and honor. We can think of a fallen pastor. Can't help but think of that. And we know there's been some major falls. A person who had respect and honor and you know, people who were uh, happy to serve alongside or for. Can you imagine if that got pulled from you in one hour? Can you imagine? We, we've mentioned, we know some of the names right now. If I said the name, you would know the name. Have you ever thought about what's going on with that person right now, tonight? You ever thought about how many regrets they, might, they must have for a moment of weakness or maybe a pattern of habitual sin that got the best of them? You ever, you ever I found myself thinking about this and thinking, Lord, I need to pray. I need to pray for those people because they're still people. And they still belong to you. And even though they fell on their face, it doesn't mean that you don't love them. Job has had this incredible reversal happen to him. Areas in Job's life where he once had support and commanded respect are gone. He's alienated from his community. This is what one writer says, a cruel reversal. This is not the most wholesome movie ever shown, but you guys remember the movie Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd? Okay, it goes back a while. But remember, uh, the owners of the company have a bet for $1 to see if they can basically destroy Dan Aykroyd's life, and they make it look like he's a drug pusher, and they uh, seize all of his bank accounts, and he goes from this high up in this company on Wall Street to nothing on the street. He has to beg to even have a place to stay. That's how Job feels. It gets worse. He says, my breath is offensive to my wife. And all the ladies in the room said, amen. <laughs> and I am loathsome to my own brothers. 
The text literally reads, my breath is strange. Uh, I don't know where you want to make the application, but I'll leave that to you. Here's what you could say. Job had unholy halitosis, Batman. His wife finds his breath and body to be offensive. She probably says something like this. Don't come near me. Don't touch me. You're gross. You got worms or something growing out of your skin. Your boils ooze. You got bad breath. Now, can it get any worse for a single individual? Alienated from everything. And even his wife says, can you go brush your teeth again? Get some of that special mouthwash. You stink. He says, even young children despise me. I rise up and they speak against me. This is what one writer says. He says, even young uh, children trained in those days to give deference to elders on all occasions now repudiate this noble man. When Job struggles to stand up, instead of being silent out of respect for this dignified elder, even the little kids jeer at him. All my associates are intimate friends. They abhor or detest me. Those I love have turned against me. See the, uh, if you have an ESV or NIV, see where it says intimate friends there, associates is uh, rendered intimate friends. This is uh, the same as Psalm 55, 12 through 14. And it ultimately is pictured in the betrayal of Judas to Jesus. And Judas said to those he led into the Garden of Gethsemane, the one that I kiss, he's the one. And he came up to Jesus, and the Greek word doesn't say he gave Jesus a peck on the cheek. It says he kissed him over and over again. Rabbi, Rabbi. And Jesus looked at him and said, what have you come for, friend? Betrayed by a familiar friend. Well, Job is experiencing, foreshadowing the coming of the greater Job, Jesus, as I've mentioned. He says, my bone clings to my skin and my flesh. I've escaped only by the skin of my teeth. 20, we're almost done. By the skin of my teeth is an expression that we've picked up in our society. It's probably something like this. I don't even know how my body continues to sustain life. Pity me, he might scream to the heavens. Pity me, oh you my friends, for the hand of God has struck me. Have mercy on me. Can you imagine being one of Job's friends? Like, dude. He says, why do you persecute me as God does? The hand of God has struck me, end of 21. Why do you persecute me as God does? Are you not satisfied with my flesh? Do you need another pound of flesh to be satisfied? Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, they are. We're reading the book of Job. Well, that came true. Oh, that my words were in a book. Job, they're in a book. <laughs> that with an iron stylus and lead, they were engraved in the rock forever. Books wear out. Maybe it could be in a rock somewhere. Well, this book hasn't worn out, Job. We're reading it now. And then... As if a lightning bolt struck out of left field, Job says, and as for me, 
I what? I know that my Redeemer lives. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Why do you persecute me as God does? Are you not satisfied with my flesh? Do you need another pound of flesh to be satisfied? Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, wait a minute. They are. We're reading the book of Job. Well, that came true. Oh, that my words were in a book. Job, they're in a book. That with an iron stylus and lead, they were engraved in the rock forever. Books wear out. Maybe it could be in a rock somewhere. Well, this book hasn't worn out, Job. We're reading it now. And then, as if a lightning bolt struck out of left field, Job says... And as for me, I what? I know that my Redeemer lives. Every time Job is about to implode on the ground, pull up, Job, pull up. You think it's over. Crash and burn, baby. Guy can't get any lower. All of a sudden, he comes up with this Redeemer stuff. And he doesn't say, I guess, I hope. He says, what? I know my Redeemer. That's the word in Hebrew, goel. It literally, in the Hebrew picture language, it means to lift up God. And Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. Jesus Christ was coming And somehow Job knew it. And you can read commentators and some say, how could God rescue Job from God? It doesn't make sense. If Job thinks that God is his enemy, then how could he call upon God to rescue him from God? But do you know that that is a hint of the Trinity, right? That there's God the Son and God the Father. But here's the other thing. In the gospel, God does rescue you from God. How so, Pastor Michael? Because God is a righteous judge And he will judge sin righteously, 
but God saved you from God by becoming a man and taking the punishment that you and I, what, deserved. And way back in the book of Job is the gospel of Jesus. I know my Redeemer lives. He's the living one, the living God, if you will. And at the last, would you notice, brothers and sisters, he will take his stand. This is a technical or legal term to stand up as a witness in court. That's what Job's been looking for. Someone to stand in my corner. Somebody be my advocate. Everybody's left me. Children, dogs, relatives, wife, gone. I have a redeemer. He will stand up as my witness in court on the earth, literally on the dust, maybe on the very ash heap that Job is sitting. Job is saying, right here in the midst of my agony, he will enter into my pain and become a witness for me and say, this one is innocent. And brothers and sisters, this is the application to you, that in heaven, Jesus is your great advocate. And even though the enemy accuses you before the Father day and night, Right? Jesus Christ is our redeemer. And he might say something like this. Oh, Father, they're fine. It's paid in full. I know my redeemer lives. Do you know it? He's alive. And even after my skin is destroyed, here probably a reference to the resurrection, yet from my flesh, What does Job say? I shall see God. I'm going to see this Redeemer. The one that I I have questions about, and I'll probably have questions, and to my last breath, I'm still going to trust him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Do you see what Job is doing? He's doing what all of us have to do at times. I have questions. I'm going to wrestle with stuff, but I know my Redeemer lives. I just have to look at the cross to know his love. I have many questions I have to put in a file, but I know my Redeemer lives. There's lots of things I don't know, but something I do know is that Jesus died for me and is alive, and I'm going to see God whom I myself shall behold and whom my eyes shall see and not another. And then he says, oh, my heart faints within me. Oh, our deep longing for this redeemer has been realized. He's Jesus. He's our kinsman redeemer. And Job ends with, now if you say, how shall we persecute him? What pretext for a case against him can we find? Job says then, be afraid of the sword what God uses against his enemies, if you will, for yourselves, for, for wrath brings the punishment of the sword so that you may know there's, a, there's judgment. Something like this. Hey, brothers, I'd be very careful what kind of judgments you come to because my Redeemer lives and he's the judge. So don't judge me too quickly. Don't let your system box you in. Two takeaways and we're done. We should be careful about making hasty legalistic judgments and becoming judge and jury 
in any case that we hear about or come across, we don't know everything. What we need is biblical wisdom, applied correctly, led by the Spirit, and we have to be careful because we think we know things until it happens to us. And then all of a sudden, we can get quickly corrected. Number two, even in the darkest of times, we can bring our pain to our Redeemer. And you can know, I can know, no matter what we are facing, I can say, I know that my Redeemer lives. Father, thank you for your word, for the precious people who have come out tonight on this Wednesday night to study this great book of Job. It's not an easy book. <laughs> it's probably one of the hardest books in the Bible, but it's there that we might find the reality of the problem of evil, we, we're not going to ignore it, it's here, but the power of the gospel. And we know that our Redeemer lives. Thank you, Jesus, that you're alive. You conquered death. You brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. You are our Redeemer and our great God and King. Whatever you need to bring to his feet tonight, if you're not a Christian, the first thing you have to do is say, Lord, I believe. Thank you, Jesus, for entering into my pain. Thank you for dying on the cross. Pray it if it's you. Thank you for rising from the dead. I trust you as my Savior and my Lord. If you're doing that for the first time, pray it in your heart. Pray it out loud. He'll hear you. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. I repent of my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the dead. I trust you for my salvation. And then, sweet saint, for those of you who are here and maybe your life is on the ash heap right now, you have lots of questions, lots of difficulty. Maybe you've had a difficult diagnosis. Maybe you've suffered in different ways, different losses, whatever they may be. I pray, my prayer for you is that this verse will resonate in your soul. I know my Redeemer lives. Thank you, Lord, for that eternal hope we have in Christ. May you fill your people with hope tonight. In Jesus' name, and all God's people say. You've been listening to I Know My Redeemer Lives, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapters 18 and 19. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can always listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. And a reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your donation helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. It's also part of how we're able to offer our 633 apologetic events for free. There's a lot behind the scenes that help create this radio and podcast program as well. So we're very grateful for our financial and prayer partners. Seriously, thank you. Now, if you're a longtime listener of Walk in Truth, would you please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month? Every bit helps, so please pray about it and then visit walkintruth.com to donate. If you can't give right now, would you please be a prayer partner? You can sign up for that and just keep this ministry in your prayers. But if you can give a donation, please visit walkintruth.com today. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word before we go. Well, here's the bottom line, and I know my Redeemer lives. I know. <laughs> you know, there's scripture verses like, you can know that you pass out of death into life. You can know that you have eternal life. You don't have to guess anymore. You don't have to live in fear. 
No, faith is the opposite of fear. And when you know your Redeemer lives and you know in whom you have believed, you don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be afraid anymore. And even if fear creeps in, know that your Redeemer lives. He's alive. He's interceding for you. He has you. And he loves you. Now, the book of Job, of course, is about a man who goes through incredible, really, you could say unprecedented suffering. And tomorrow, on Friday's program, we're going to do a message called, That's Not Fair. (laughs) And you got to say it just like that. That's not fair. If you have kids, you've heard that before. That's not fair. And we're going to talk about how life, seemingly at times, and I would say this is reality, is often not fair. And that's going to be pictured in the greater Job who's coming, but God's going to use it. Stay tuned tomorrow. Hey, tell a friend about what you're hearing. If you want to know more about our ministry, walkintruth.com. If you need to talk to a pastor, you need prayer. We have pastors available Tuesday through Friday, normal business hours, 9 to 4 Pacific time at 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. That's Not Fair is tomorrow here on Walk in Truth. Hey, I'll meet you right here. God bless you. Have a great night. Remember, we've skipped over some of Pastor Michael's teachings in the book of Job. You can listen or watch those teachings when you download our free Living Truth app. That's the one with the red logo with the pillars. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 20 called That's Not Fair. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.